0: Uh, the feeding tube came out, I think, yesterday, and so we praise the Lord for that. Please continue to pray for Diane. She's not healthy yet, obviously, but uh, this is just great, great news that she's back at home and and seems to be doing well, so we, we praise the Lord for that. Um, please, uh, uh, I want to remind you, I know she's already on your prayer list, but... Uh, uh, spend some time asking the Lord uh, on behalf of Lisa Hood this week. She's having a very difficult week. Please play for her. Jerry had a kidney stone that uh, came on apparently Sunday at church, and he went to the hospital on Monday, and uh, let's just say that he got past that, and we'll leave it at that. And uh, he's, he's doing well now, but uh, still very concerned about Lisa, obviously. Uh, Tommy, Tommy Tart uh, will be in rehab until the 23rd. Um, he's not happy about that, but he may be able to be with us on Sunday. They said he can come and go as long as somebody else drives him, so we're going to see if we can get him out to the service on Sunday. Darla Ash is still there in rehab as well. Uh, Daryl Barentine, as you know, will be having that um, major surgery on his esophagus uh, toward the end of this month, so let's be in prayer for Daryl. Uh, Dick and Sue are traveling up to Maryland for a graduation. Uh, Dick has yet to hear from the cardiologist on the date for that uh, I think they call it a cardioversion, the shock thing that they're going to do to him for his AFib. So let's be in prayer for them as they travel, that they'll be safe as they go, and that Dick will remain healthy during that time, and, and Sue as well. As you know, they're both going through it. Um, Harry Smith on Monday, right? Cataracts. So let's pray that all that goes well. Catherine Mabry has tested positive for COVID. The rest of the family seems to be fine. Uh, so let's pray that uh, nothing serious comes of that. We're continuing to pray for Michelle McAndrew. This is Miss Brenda's daughter and uh, her various heart issues and now added to that is just the concern. I I was thinking about her Brenda. If you've ever been rear-ended, if you've ever been hit from the rear in a car, for the next six months you cannot touch the brake without looking up in the rearview mirror because you're just, you know, and, and I have to think that she feels something like that only a thousand times worse, right? Like any second this could happen again. So, Let's pray for her comfort as well as her health in all of this. Uh, Baby Atlee's home soon? Maybe in the morning. morning. That's good news. So let's continue to pray for her. Uh, We don't have to pray for the Lindquists anymore. They're here. Um, We still need to pray for the Lindquists, but not for their travel. Uh, The Christiansons are are going today from Egypt to Ethiopia uh, to look for their new field. And so let's be in prayer for them as they travel. Um, we want to continue to pray for Howard Kerr as he continues to recover. I'd ask you again to pray for my dad. Um, they've stopped physical therapy for him at this time. Uh, it looks like surgery will be in the fairly near future for him again on his back and this uh, stenosis. Um, rumor has it that Tommy Baskin went fishing today. That's, that's a good sign too, isn't it? Let's yeah. continue to pray for Tommy and Rita. Uh, we're praying for Jimmy Shaver as he continues to recover after his procedure Uh, as well as um, John Woodall and Pete and um, uh, J.T. and and Dick and others who have AFib and and deal with that. A pastor told us on Sunday that Tina Templeton uh, had a a bad day, and we want to continue to pray for Tina and for Dee as he takes care of her. We're still praying for Tina's sister, Luann, and the Lord knows all of these things. Let's continue to pray for Nancy Ray. This is Catherine Mabry's mom with dementia. Um, Catherine tells me last week was a very difficult struggle They're getting close maybe to finding a place to put her um, for, for better care um, And the father, uh, um, her husband understandably is concerned about doing that He doesn't want to give up his wife, that's the way that he sees it But uh, he's coming to understand that maybe that's the only solution for them So please continue to pray for them we're praying for Pastor Jerry Taylor, uh, lung cancer. We're praying for the Schreiber brothers. These are Ann Morse's brothers who need the Lord. Uh, we continue to pray for Roger Long, who's um, awaiting a transplant. Which reminds us, we want to continue to pray for Chelsea, his daughter, and Taylor is there, um, uh, both working now in Indiana. Yep, Indiana. Yeah. Who have I missed? Who else are we praying for? Jerry, good to see you and Grant here. Just before you came in, we were mentioning Lisa and praying for her and her needs.
1: Told about your kids, we?
0: Yes, I told the whole story, but you're past it now, so it's <laughs> fine, or it's past you or something. Uh, Carol, I think I saw your hand, and then we'll get Tracy. Sorry. Um, yes, I am. Uh, I do have and it's the end of the month, the very last day. Good. Yeah, Yeah. good. So Carol's going in in two weeks up to Charlotte um, to have these procedures done so they can get a better look at her neck. And, and the way I always pray for these things is, Lord, just give us accurate tests so they have something real to work off of, and let's pray for her in that situation. Tracy? Yeah. Yeah, I So Tracy's Yeah. So Tracy's praising the Lord that her mom continues to improve and is doing better, and has asked us to pray for her dad. Uh, when when is your dad going to, to the test? Okay. Um, so praying for that test, and then Tracy tomorrow will have two tests. They're trying to figure out why her foot is swelling, and uh, maybe a blood flow issue, maybe something else. And her specific prayer is: Let's pray that it's an easy fix. And uh, all God's people said Amen. We understand that, right? That it can be something simple and straightforward. It's yes, ma'am. Um I found out last weekend that she they put her in a nursing home. Okay. And her name is Her name is Gabby. And then I had a good report from North orthopedic doctor and
2: told me my arm and shoulder is healing good. Good.
0: Good. You keep working at it. Pretty soon you'll have biceps. Yeah. And I can And that's good news? Yeah. Oh. It's support. Okay. Okay. So, Ms. Diane's thanking the Lord for a good report on her shoulder. And a good report for her means she can do weed eating again. Um, if somebody starts at four. And also asked us to pray for her sister, Debbie, who's moving into a nursing home. Yes, ma'am. Monday, Abigail will have a shot, and in a few weeks, they'll check her blood to test her immune system. Okay. She's been having a lot of trouble with sickness. She's missed a lot of school this year. And, yeah, so this has kind of been a long process, but this is the next step. And that's Monday? Pray for Abby. She's going to be having some kind of... They're checking into her immune system, trying to find the reason for too many illnesses this year. So on Monday, they're giving her some sort of a shot so they can test blood or chase things down. Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a praise and a prayer request, right? Praise, we pick up our kids. Prayer request, we're picking up our kids. Pray for safety on the road. We have several families that will be going down to Pensacola this weekend. Uh, Nathan Haney is graduating, and so the Haney family is going. The master are going to go down and pick up their kids. Mills, uh, Wills, you or everybody? That's what I heard was just you. I'm not going to tell you how strongly Ryland said he wasn't making that trip, but... uh, but those kids are all in finals this week, I would imagine, so let's pray for them, too, as you're going through that process. Is that all of us? All right, remember to pray for Master Club and teen ministry going on down the hall tonight. Uh, for services on Sunday, it'll be Mother's Day, and as I said, a lot of folks are traveling, but uh, we're praying that other moms and families will be here to fill their spaces and that we'll have a a good day in the house of the lord on sunday so pray for pastor and sunday school teachers as they prepare to minister that day and uh, we most of all pray for the holy spirit to do his work right in all of our hearts while we meet so brother Swante, please do come and give us a, a little update on what took place during your norwegian excursion we're excited to hear about that and then brother frank after he prays if you'll come and then i'll i'll
3: close our prayer time Good evening. Good to be back. Lynn and I want to thank you for your prayers, especially when it comes to Newark Airport. If, if, I know purgatory is not real, but when you get to Newark Airport, it's the closest thing you can get to it, uh, either coming or going. Uh, God did give us a wonderful trip uh, to Norway. While I was there, I had the wonderful privilege of taking part in the wedding ceremony of our son-in-law's sister. And uh, they, uh, I was able to do the vows with them and the ring ceremony. And uh, it was out in a very pastoral situation with kind of rolling hills next to a cliff that overlooked a fjord and just beautiful. But it had been raining and raining and raining, and it was a very big wedding. And uh, everyone was praying it would quit raining and it dried up. And so, I believe from Tuesday on through Saturday evening, it was completely dry. It actually warmed up. We got up in the 40s somewhere. And uh, anyway, uh, the wedding just went beautifully. And the day after the wedding, or that night, it started getting very, very cold again. And then the next day it rained, and then my wife got her wish. It snowed and had a beautiful snow, and my wife said, oh, this is beautiful. And they said, oh, no, not again. If you're in Norway, you live for the sunshine. But uh, while I was there, I was able to uh, preach in three of their home services. Uh, Their home service, uh, the space available would take up the top of this platform, and crowded people in, had a wonderful time preaching, and the fellowship in Norway is just precious. And uh, so I got to preach there three times, and then uh, my son-in-law and I went out soul winning on the, uh, out on the streets in evangelism and giving out tracts, and I've never had the experience like that. Uh, you are there to give out tracts, and people just will not take them. They just... You know, you say, may I give you this? May I, you know, would you like to know how to meet God? Would you like to have peace with God? I tried everything. Finally, I thought, I give up. They don't want it. So I reached in my pocket and took out some Norwegian money and put it in my hand. People walking by said, can I give you some money? This is free. And they just walk right by me. And I I said, would you like some money? It's free. (laughs) And finally, one fellow turned around and came back. He said, Really? I said, "Yeah." He said, "What do I have to do?" I said, "You don't have to do anything. But all I'd like to do is give you something with it that's more precious than money—the word of God." <laughs> and he took it. And out of all the people we saw go by, only three people took any money. It was free. It was just <laughs> handing them money, and they would not take it. And uh, my—I offered money to one guy. He said, "I don't want your money. I'm rich." And I thought, oh, my soul, it reminded me of the church in Philadelphia. It said they were rich, Uh, not Philadelphia, Uh, I'm sorry, Revelation, Laodicea, Laodicea, saying I'm rich and you have nothing. And uh, it it was pretty sad. And my son-in-law went to give a tract to a fellow, and he said, hey, I want to give you a love letter. And he said, who's it from? And I said, he said, this is from God. And he said, I don't want that. If it's from Satan, I'll take it. I'll tell you, the heart of people in Norway is so hard toward the gospel, it is amazing. But those who know the Lord are just on fire for God. It's either hot or cold there, believe me. And uh, But we had a blessed time of fellowship, had a great time with our grandkids, first time we've gotten to see them. <clears throat> well, I guess we saw one shortly after she was born when we were in Saipan, but this was the first time to get get them in our arms and be real grandparents. And uh, we just want to thank you for your prayers on this trip. And we really want to thank you for our trip on the way back. We made everything just by seconds, by seconds. (laughs) First of all, you have to take the bus. Then you have to catch the train to get to the airport. And uh, then you have to figure out the airport. If you ever go to Oslo... Find the nearest person and ask them for directions, because you will not find your way through Oslo on your own <laughs> in the airport. The city is okay, but not, not the airport. <laughs> it's a disaster. Well, I think it is. They think it isn't. But if you speak Norwegian, perhaps it's okay. So, we, we again, we want to tell you thank you so much for your prayers. We were blessed on the trip and it's sure a blessing to get back. We left 40-degree weather, and it was 79 degrees last night, and I still had on my long underwear, my sweaters, my coats, and I thought I was going to die when I got back here. It was hot. (laughs) So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before your throne, we we know that you've told us that we can come boldly. But Lord, when we see your glory and your majesty and all that there is about you, Lord, we can hardly lift our head and look toward you. You're a great God. You're a marvelous God. You're our heavenly Father. And how we thank you when we come to your throne that we may come boldly, but, Lord, we know we can't come in pride. For the way of the world is upon us, and the flesh and the devil after us. And, Lord, it may be we have not gone wayward with our hands or our feet or our eyes or our ears, but it's possible that our heart has coveted. It's possible that we have gone astray. We have wandered from the path of righteousness. We pray, Lord, that you would forgive us. We pray that you would keep us close to your heart. Lord, we, we cry out to you and just say, forgive. Forgive us for those wicked things that may have come into our life that are opposed to your glory and your majesty and your great love. But Lord, at the same time, we rejoice. We rejoice in your incredible mercy and long-suffering with us. How we thank you that you love us in spite of ourselves. How we thank you, Lord, that you are just such a peace-giving God in the midst of the storms of life. And Lord, as I heard the request for prayer tonight, Lord, there are so many storms going on. Just one storm after another. Some not quite so bad, but they're all a storm in somebody's life whether the hospital, or testing, or traveling, or even conflicts. Lord, we realize that probably every person here in church has some kind of a need that they are bringing before you constantly. Lord, how we cry out to you in your matchless grace to cover us with your mercy Lord, we pray for those that are suffering tonight. Lord, it's hard to live with pain. It's hard to live with that osteostenosis. It's hard to live with limbs that are faltering, the pain that is penetrating so many hearts and bodies. Lord, we think of those that just would give anything to be here in church tonight. Lord, they're just locked in, in some kind of a circumstance that holds them from being in the fellowship. And then, Lord, our heart goes out to those that could be here and just don't think it's important. Lord, that breaks our heart. That's even worse. Lord, for people don't have a hungering and thirsting for you. Lord, I pray you'd help each one of us to have a hunger and thirst for righteousness for your namesake that our hearts would be bent before you, Lord, that we would seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. Oh, Lord, work in our lives, that you would change and melt our hearts, that we would reach out for the hand of God and find out it's always there, always there. We pray that you would work on our hearts, that we would draw near to you as you draw nigh to us. Oh, Father, we we need your help. We are a needy people. But how we thank you for the incredible supply and bounty you have brought to our lives. Lord, you have blessed us beyond belief. Lord, how I thank you when I came back just last night to sense the freedom from demonic oppression, Lord, to realize that we live in a country that, yes, it's got so many problems, so many, but, Lord, we have so many freedoms that other people dream of, and how we thank you for what we do have. Help us not to abuse it. Help us to use it for your glory. Lord, I would pray for any medical staff that are associated with our family here in Lord would you would you give them wisdom as they treat as they do their surgeries every suture every cut every decision they have to make <clears throat> Lord the endurance they need just to do the surgeries and and to think through their own minds how to help people that are in great need Lord we think of those that are in our military. Lord, I think of the young men that are represented by this church. Lord, they're out in a world that is being confronted with everything that is opposite of the gospel. Lord, they are being confronted with testing and pressures. And, and the Lord, I pray you'd help them to be good soldiers for you, that they would stand up and, and be shining light for you. But, Lord, more than anything, would you just give them a strong backbone to be men and women of God in the midst of a crooked nation and a perverse situation in their military service? Oh, God, watch over them. Give them the strength to stand for you in the middle of a hard place, that they might be shining lights for you. Lord, we think of uh, Jacob working with the youth and those that help. And those that are working with them tonight, right, right now, Lord, would you give them wisdom to know the needs of every heart of every child. Lord, every one of those children has a need. And most of all, they need to be saved. Would you open their hearts to salvation, melt them, warm their hearts to the love of Christ, that they might be saved early, early in life. Lord, we, we pray for Pastor Bob. Pastor Parrish, Lord, would you put your hand upon them? Lord, would you fill them with your spirit in such a way that when they speak, we might hear, as from heaven, the truth that needs to melt our heart and to walk with you? Lord, we desperately need to walk with you moment by moment. So, Lord, would you fill their mouths with the word of God to our hearts, And, Lord, keep us from becoming hard-hearted. Help us to be open and ready to serve you in every circumstance, in every way possible. May we desire to serve you and look for the opportunity to serve you. Lord, don't have us sit around and wait for the opportunities to come. Help us to seek them out by your grace. Lord, be with us this night. Help us to keep looking up. The trumpet's going to sound soon. Help us to be listening for that trumpet and looking for your return. I plead it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you,
2: sir. Lord, we come here tonight, Lord, just thanking you for the gift of salvation and how precious that gift is, Lord, because yes. we... Some of us uh, know what we're saved from Uh, an eternity of no hope in a place where you'll never be able to lose consciousness of the fact that you could avoid it, hell and all the things that go on there. And Lord, we just thank you for this place that we have and we thank you for our country. As Swante has already uh, mentioned many things, we're too thankful that we're, we're Americans. We were born in a free country. Lord, we've, uh, we, so to speak, we've won the lottery, so to speak. That's one way of putting it. But, Lord, just uh, thank you for our pastor. We thank you for this place and the freedom that we enjoy. We remember all the many prayer requests uh, tonight. I am thankful for Diane Hudler being able to go home. Uh, it's been a long road for her. And just pray, Lord, that you keep your hand upon her and watch over and care for her. And there are many other folks that are going to have cataract surgery and tests and we're an older people and lord we just pray that uh, you know what we need before we ask pray lord you'd be with the medical people has already been mentioned and help us to just pray for one another because that's in the last days that's how the world will know us is our care and love for each other and lord as swanny's already mentioned we think we are in the last days and how important it is to have a testimony both a personal and, a, and as a church we're thankful for again of the way our pastor leads and this wonderful place that we have that's all clean and neat and orderly and how decently and in order we conduct our business here and how open that it is lord i'm thankful for this church we're thankful for the folks that are working down in master club tonight uh, we that Building down there is about 50 meters from a place that uh, uh, needs your word, Lord. Some of the folks, some of the little children, the young folks that are there come from homes that are not what they should be, Lord, and uh, this is one place where they can hear the truth and hear the word of God and have some hope. And Lord, again, we just uh, thank you for Swante getting home safe, and uh, we're thankful for the opportunity to be here on a Wednesday night to sort of recharge our batteries. We're looking forward to the services on Sunday. Just be with the Sunday school teachers and be with our pastor. And again, Lord, let's just thank you for salvation. And what a wonderful
0: gift that is, Lord. All these things we ask in your name.
2: Amen. Amen, brother. Thank
0: you, gracious Father. Again tonight, we thank you for the privilege that we have of being here. Most importantly, we thank you for the invitation to come before the throne of grace. And we recognize that it's not because of anything we've done that you've heard us tonight, but because of what our Savior has done to open this way for us. We're grateful, Lord, that you know every one of these petitions that have been listed. We're thankful that you care about every one of these people who have been named. And so, Father, we commit them to you and to your care and to your goodness. Bless Pastor now as he comes and opens the word. We pray that you'd use him as he teaches us and that our hearts might be sensitive to the promptings of your Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you very much. Romans chapter
0: 16 in your Bibles.
1: Paul wrote to Rome, I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Synchria, that you receive her in the Lord as becometh saints, that you assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a succorer of many and of myself also. Paul mentions a lady here. We closed from chapter 15. We saw the closing remarks Paul made of soliciting the church of Rome to pray for him that he would be delivered from the unbelieving Jews in Judea as he traveled there. And he makes his journey to Jerusalem from there. He desires to minister to the people with the offering that was sent for them. And he prays they will receive his ministry and and the offering that was sent. Um, He wants those who are believers to um, receive his service and it be accepted in the way that it is given. Then his desire to travel to Rome to spend time with the church at Rome so they can help bring him on his way to Spain. Now that's his plan. It doesn't work out that way, but that's his plan at this point. So he next commends to them Phoebe, a dearly beloved lady who's a sister in Christ, a faithful servant of the Lord. She is receiving high praise with a letter of commendation from the Apostle. Now this was a common practice in that day that they wrote letters of commendation. And uh, Paul had letters of commendation. Uh, He's writing a letter of commendation from an apostle of the Lord, so this should carry some weight. Um, This practice today, we have a church letter. You're a member of a church, you move to another church, they transfer your letter to another church, and sometimes pastors will call, say, "I have a member that's going to be visiting with you, and I want you to, you know, extend them every courtesy and and um, do what you can do to help them. See if that's the church that they were looking for." And um, we've had pastors call us and ask questions before they would give their recommendation to their church member that was traveling here to uh, consider this church for membership. And it's the same thing with these letters of commendation. Now keep your bookmark here and turn with me to 2 Corinthians 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 18 through 24. 8.18 says, We have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. Not that only, but who uh, was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace which is administered by us under the glory of the same Lord and declaration of your ready mind, avoiding this, that no man should blame us in this abundance which is administered by us, providing for the honest things not only in the sight of the Lord but also in the sight of men. And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have oftentimes proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. Whether any do inquire of Titus, he is my partner and fellow helper concerning you, or our brethren be inquired of, they are the messengers of the churches and the glory of Christ. Wherefore show ye to them and um, before the churches the proof of your love and of our boasting on your behalf." So, Paul is sending a team there, and Titus is with them, and he's recommending them while he's writing this particular book. In 3 John, in verse 9 and 10, these are not the only two, but it's just the spackling of what I picked up for you to see. In uh, 3 John, in verse 9 and 10, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephes, who loveth to have the preeminence among them, receiveth us not. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds, which he doeth, pratting against us with malicious words, and not content therewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, and casteth them out of the church. So here we find one that did not receive the, the letters of commendation that had been given. Paul had uh, figured that uh, letters of commendation might be needed for himself as he writes 2 Corinthians. We'll see that in a second. Now the dangers of somebody showing up in a church service in that day unknown may put the brethren on guard. You'll remember the Apostle Paul himself was a Jew who did not believe in Christ as Savior and he persecuted the Jewish Christians He had letters from the Pharisees to put them in prison and he held the cloaks of those that stoned Stephen to death in the book of Acts chapter 7 and verse number 58. They laid their cloaks at the foot of Saul, a young man at that time, while they stoned Stephen for simply being a believer in Christ, being a Jew, and he preached a rather lengthy sermon to them before he uh, was, was slain with uh, being stoned. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we, as some others, epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. So he said, you being saved are the the letters that uh, we should not need letters of commendation from you to uh, receive the letter that we are now sending. Now Paul knows Phoebe personally, testifies of her character as a Christian and a servant of the church at Synchorea. And um Sancharia is a port area of Corinth, about nine miles outside the city. He shares that she has been a succorer of many, and of including himself. Succorer means a protector or a helper. And she had um in that day, you know how Paul had to be hidden out and helped along his journeys and that sort of thing. I'm I'm brought to mind of um of another woman by the name of Lydia who also we'll look at in a second that was a help to Paul when he came by her area. Now this name Phoebe, the commentators say it reveals that uh, her name is connected with the goddess Diana, the worship of idolatry. And it may reveal that she came from a pagan family with that, them naming her this particular name. And that it may have been that uh, you know, she at least, if not maybe even her whole family, became believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And she has proven herself, um, now described as a part of the family of God as a sister in Christ. Now he uses a word for her servant, which is the Greek word diakonos, where we get the English word deacon and deaconess. And minister or attendant. A minister is a servant. It could be a pastor, it could be a deacon, it could be a member of the church. And she was a servant who served in the church and had developed quite a testimony. Likely she had a ministry to the ladies. Maybe she was a woman of wealth. She may have been in business, as Lydia was, a seller of purple. She may have been in business because he asked the church to assist her in whatever business she might have need of. Now some scholars believe for whatever reasons that um, Phoebe carried the letter of the book of Romans to Rome from Paul. And um, I really don't know where they get all that from, but a couple of the commentaries that I read suggested this. And um, he says, receive her as a worthy saint and help her as needed. She's worthy of high esteem and has integrity and is proven as a servant of the Lord. Now Lydia was found in Acts chapter 16, a cellar of purple by the river where Paul and the others went to have church service among themselves where women gathered to pray in this particular area. And she opened her home to Paul and Silas and Timothy and asked them if they counted her worthy when she followed Lord in baptism with them, if they would come into her home. And they did, and then after Paul and Silas were locked up in prison and beaten, later they were released, they returned to the house of Lydia again. No doubt, maybe she was having regular services in her home as, as Brother Swan T just mentioned, of a house church where people have church in their homes when uh, they don't have the opportunity for buildings. Uh, Phoebe may have been a businesswoman, and uh, she could have been intending to do some business while in Rome. And uh, so this is all the information that we have. Next, Paul acknowledges a couple that we find several times in the Bible by the name of Priscilla and Aquila who were of the same craft as the Apostle Paul. They were tent makers by trade. They had risked their lives in protecting Paul and had proven themselves in various ways. They had uh, preserved the life of Paul so the churches of the Gentiles give them thanks because they had preserved Paul's life. Otherwise, Paul would have not been able to come to them And bring the gospel and preach to them and see many saved and churches established. And they recognized that preserving Paul's life was of great appreciation. And they established a house church in their own home, the scripture says. Now we read that they had fled from Rome when the emperor Claudius had decreed all Jews to leave Rome. This is found in Acts 18 verse 1 through 4. He was a speaker to the Jews of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they are mentioned six times in the New Testament, three times in Acts by Luke in 1 Corinthians 16 and in 2 Timothy 4 and Romans 16 by Paul as fellow laborers. They moved to Ephesus, and after hearing Apollos preach, they took him aside privately and counseled with him to teach them the things of God more perfectly. He knew only the baptism of John the Baptist. And there were things he had not yet learned about the Lord Jesus Christ and the church. And they took him aside and helped him because he was a powerful speaker to convince people to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Then after the death of the emperor, they returned to Rome... And Paul asked the church to give them his approval. Next, Paul continues in naming 24 individuals altogether 17 are men and 7 are women, along with the households of Aristobulus and Narcissus. It refers to their households and the brethren in them in verse number 14. So we don't know how many people that would totally include. It could have been quite a number. These are people that have become believers and probably helped Paul in some way or another or helped the church in some way or another. And Paul commended them and wanted people to know their names and to greet them. Next is Apeonatus, the first convert of Asia. The area called Asia Minor in the Bible is today Turkey. The country, And Paul has an affection for this man who likely was saved under Paul's preaching and was the first fruit of Asia. When he went into these areas preaching, this man became a believer, maybe under Paul's messages, and maybe Paul helped disciple him somewhat. He reveals he names uh, the saints of God collectively and worthy of trust and confidence that these people can... Uh, be received and fellowshiped with. In Hebrews 11 in verse 38, the Bible speaks of all the believers who suffered for the cause of Christ and how the world was not worthy of them. Then in Revelation 3, 4, he says, The church of Sardis will walk with Christ for they are worthy. And these are worthy brethren that he's commending to them. Six times, believers are described in this way. In Philippians one twenty-seven, their manner of life was, as it becometh the gospel of Christ. It's basically saying the same thing. Colossians 1.10, to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of the Lord. Ephesians one to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. And... Uh, the gospel unites believers and it dignifies their lives with a testimony and it enables them to be used of the Lord. Philippians 4.13 says that we can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth us. We must remember that our courage to serve the Lord, our holiness in our walk with God, our endurance to continue for the Lord, and our service for the Lord are all because we are in Christ and it is through his enablement that we have the strength and the testimony to do the things that we do. In the gospel of uh, third John 5 through7 they commended messengers that travel with the gospel. In 1 Thessalonians 2:12 he told them to walk worthy daily in their daily life. and turn with me to second Peter 3:11 one issue that Peter made here. Second Peter 3 and verse 11. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Recognizing that the world is going to be destroyed, that we should be people who have a holy lifestyle and a godly testimony, and that's as believers. Then Second Thessalonians one eleven. What is that, Jeff? Is that an ambulance? I figured you'd know. Second Thessalonians one eleven. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of his calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. So as believers, we seek to be worthy of the name of the Lord, worthy of serving the Lord, worthy of working for the church, to be considered one who is in service for the Lord, that is worthy of our testimony being used by the Lord. These believers, Paul continues in chapter 16 by telling them to mark those who cause divisions among them and have no fellowship with them. And we'll look at that in the rest of that chapter, Lord willing, next week when we gather. Let's bow our heads together. Father, thank you for the faithfulness of your people in being here tonight. I pray your blessings upon them as they travel back and forth and that they will receive the word and be Maybe pick up something that can be used to be a witness and a testimony to someone else. We do pray for the lost, Father, in our reach. People we can witness to, people we can be in contact with. As Swan T. mentioned, there are people everywhere that reject, won't even take a gospel track. Sometimes people take them and take a look at them and then throw them down on the ground. And Lord, we, uh, we see how valuable anything that has the Word of God in it, like a track, is should be treated with respect. And we pray that you'd use these things that we use as a church to point men and women to God in the hope of salvation before it's everlastingly too late. So Lord, help us to be mindful that people need the Lord. And we pray for their need and for us in our service to them. In Jesus' name, amen.